1: Ladies and gentlemen, here are the winners of this year's Radio Oscar Awards. Unanimously voted the most handsome brute on radio, John Otto Cleese. Well, that's a surprise. For his performance as Othello, the award for the best exploding newsreader, Tim Brooke Taylor. He's
2: fantastic.
1: The Jeremy Shark Bowl for Best Performance as the Boys of King Edward the Banana Vest School, Kingston upon Volga, Joe Kendall. <laughs> the Special Possumus Award for Underwater Singing, Bill Oddie. <laughs> and finally, the Golden Vulture Award for the propagation of British ferrets above and beyond the call of duty. I'm sorry, I'll read that again. All the way from Waterloo Station, the Angus Prune tune brings to the microphone the winners of the Angus Prune Award for Bravery Tim Brooke Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Melody. And here is the voice of them all the holder of the heartthrob of the nation, Pink Rose, John Otto Cleese. It's, I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Again. <laughs> Gentlemen, we present International Cabaret. And it's good evening to this truly international audience. Strutten Abend. Bonjour. Good evening, everybody. This is the show with acts in so many languages, nobody knows what's going on. And we open with a big, big surprise. Last week we had Count Otto O'Reilly and his six performing seals. So now tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the seventh seal. <laughs> Swedish show. And now, for our first spot, it's most appropriate that with a show coming from Paris, we should have something for both the German and English parts of the audience. So here they are, a truly international comedy team, Fortescue and Fritz) <laughs> Guten Abend, guten Abend, guten Abend. Meine Herren, Damen, ich sage, ich sage, ich sage. Die Handgepack-Aufbefahrung ist eine gegraben in die Welt, dass die hinunter-obergroßen Führer viele Nacht ausgeschlüpft. Hey, thank you, I'll have half a bitter. I'll have...
2: <laughs>
1: but seriously, Fritz, your dog bit me today. Entschuldigen Sie bitte, aber mein Hund hat keine Zähne hat. Nobody can give a very nasty suck. Hey,
2: ha, hey, hey. But why is this, a
1: Master Segera. Meister-Singer rauchen kann Kahn Wenn Frau Wohlstreng you Niemals know, seine Frust gegessen hat. No, what is the difference Between an elephant And a letterbox? <laughs> <laughs> I am a brother Von Middelsdorf <laughs> a And before we go, we'd like to sing a little song entitled All the the Juten, the middle after Juten, and the elder and the sneaky West. All of must the Oh. Don't boil your granny in the bathtub. She... You must think. (laughs) And now, all the way from Athens, here's Zorba the Creep with some real... (laughs) folk melody in the authentic Greek style. Another international cabaret. Next week, Sheikh Wadi Ben Ahmed will be singing some Scottish folk songs. I, 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 I love a
2: <laughs>
1: We'll be welcoming three Chinese ventriloquists from Latvia. <laughs> and top of the bill will be Vladimir Chin with his singing fetish. Pushing a wardrobe over on it. <laughs> <coughs> did, did you hear that? Find out who it is. Uh, who, who is it? <laughs> uh, who's there? Uh, who? Who's where? <laughs> uh, there, where you
2: are.
1: Oh, uh, it's only me. Oh, it's only him.
2: <laughs> only who?
1: Um, excuse my asking, but who are you only? I'm the man from the gas board.
2: (laughs) John, John, he's lying. He's a burglar.
1: Well, over here, we both think you're a burglar. Well, I'm only an amateur burglar. I don't steal things. Why not? Well, then I'd be a professional and lose my place in the British Olympic burgling team. Oh, that's all right. Switch on the light. I'll switch on the light. No, don't do that. Why not? I haven't got any clothes on. (laughs) Why not? I took them off so I wouldn't wake you up.
2: (laughs) Ask him where he is.
1: Uh, where are you? I'm in bed with your...
2: (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing in our bed?
1: I got cold without my clothes on. So now you get out of uh, you get out of our bed, you naked man, or I'll report you to the Amateur Athletic Association. Well, you three keep quiet? we will try and get some sleep right here. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's we? We're the Scottish team. All you teams, all you teams, are to get out of my bedroom immediately. Do you hear me? On your marks. Mary, we're going to have to get the front door fixed. As you may know, I'm sorry I'll read that again, with its high content of literate and cerebral humour, has gained a not inconsiderable following among the intelligentsia. What does that mean? In fact... Only last week, we had a letter from two of our listeners asking if they could come along to the show and do a rather humorous little skit that they dashed off in their spare moments. And always eager to exploit new talents, we accepted their offer. And so, uh, here are Sir Timothy Trim-Candle. Good evening. And Professor Edward Plunkety, Fleetwood, Robinson Jones, Ferret, Ferret, Todd Mincing, Brown, <laughs> <laughs> Torsfarty, Thistlewick, Pood, Pood. Um, uh,
3: no, that's not quite right.
1: I'm sorry, I misread that. It should be Professor Edward Smith. <laughs>
3: How do you do? Uh, shall we start? Uh, please go right ahead. Right ho, uh, ready, Timmy? Raring to go. <laughs> Raring to go. Right, well, ah. off we go then. <clears throat>
1: knock,
3: knock. Pardon? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was just setting the scene. Oh, I see. <laughs> right, right. Well, let's start. Uh, Watcher, cocker. Yeah. I am. Um... Knock, knock. What are you doing? <laughs> I was going knock-knock. We've just done that bit. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought we were starting again. No, that's all right. Uh, you just start off by saying knock-knock, and then... Knock-knock. I... Knock-knock, yes. And then I'll say, "What's your cock, yeah, I am a... Poor. That's right. I've just started. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. Perfectly oh, all right. Fine. Perfectly all right. Right. Now right. then, watcher. Watcher, cocky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am a poor, impoverished writer by the name of William Shakespeare, and I have here some plays which I have written. And um, um, and don't you think we should have established the fact that this skit takes place in 1500 oh, and... yes, yes. Good point, Don't you Teddy. think we should have done that? Teddy, good point. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, um, watcher, cocky. I am a poor, impoverished 16th yes, century yes, writer yes, yes. by the name of William Shakespeare, and I have here some plays. Wh- which I have written. I don't think we really need to do that bit again, do you? No, 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 quite no, right, Teddy. No, no, no. Go, oh. on. go on, Teddy. Knock, knock, not that bit. Oh. <laughs> How do you do? I am a well-known literary agent. 16th. Yes. Oh, sorry, yes. well known, 16th century literary age. 16th century. 16th, yes, yes good. Yes, 16th. Well, let me see your plays. Which I have written. <laughs> I decided to put that in again after yes, all. Yes, yes, <laughs> very wise, very wise, I think, in the um, long term. In, in the long term, um, yes. Well, here are the 16th yes, century mm. plays I have written. They are called Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet, King Lear, Macbeth and Twelfth and Hight. My word, Mr. Shakespeare, you certainly know your bacon. Uh-huh. <laughs> that didn't go too well, Teddy. <laughs> didn't go too well, did it? Sticky audience, I think, Teddy. <laughs> Sticky audience. Oh, yes, never mind. Perhaps they'll laugh at the other jokes. <laughs> there aren't any other jokes, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> We'd better do that one again then. <laughs> um, knock, knock. No, not that no, The last bit. The last bit, yeah. yes, yes. Well, Mr. Shakespeare. Hello. You certainly. <laughs> well, Mr. Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm good. You certainly know your bacon. Not much better. No. <laughs> Perhaps we should have established that it was late 16th century, do you think? Let's press on with the rest of the sketch, eh? Righto. Yes. Um, it, it, it's my turn, isn't I it? I think it is, it. is Yes, well, he yes. <clears throat> Well, goodbye, Mr. Shakespeare. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that
3: all there is? Seems a bit short, doesn't it? Yes, it looks much longer on paper. Much longer (laughs) on paper.
1: Thank you you very much indeed, gentlemen. That was a real pleasure. Uh,
3: uh, Do we get the part?
1: Uh, No, I'm afraid not. What we were really looking for was a skink impersonator. (laughs) It is the... (laughs) The Deep Purple of Evening. The sun is slowly sinking. Help, I'm
3: sinking. The
1: south breeze wafts the magnolia. Waft, waft. An old cotton-picking and restless body rocks the cradle of his... Pick him and softly croons a soulful lullaby.
3: Wow,
1: now, baby, hush now, little baby, I go to
3: sleep,
1: I go to sleep, now don't you hear me, the sandman calling, I go to sleep, Yes, go to sleep.
2: Please go to sleep Oh, 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 Hush now, little baby, before I give you a ruddy
3: great clap round the Oh, he's asleep.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we present The Curse of the Flying Wombat. You may remember last week and you may remember the week before, but you've probably forgotten that at the end of last week's episode, Tim Brown Windsor and his fiancée Fiona Rabbit Vacuum were having a quiet swim in the limpid waters or a quiet limb in the swimming waters of the Indian Ocean. Uh, Excuse me, but how do you know it's the Indian Ocean?
3: I can see Nepal!
1: (laughs) What's happened to him? Well, you know what they say, see Nepal and die. (laughs) That's an appalling joke. (laughs) Anyway, all of a sudden, Captain Cleese sighted sharks. I say, uh, look out, sharks! Help! Uh, Help! Look out! Sharks! Help! 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 Sharks! Help! No, no, I'm sorry, they're herrings. (laughs) Well, what on earth made you say they were sharks? Well, I was confused by the way they were all dancing around singing Nelly Dean. <laughs> You're not going to say they were pickled herrings? Not with this audience, no. Oh. <laughs> In a moment, the whole party was on the scene. Lady Constance, Maisie Robinson, the international temptress, Colonel Clutch Feathering Hall... And Grimbling. Noseburn, the great white hunter, Wong, the supply keeper, and his brother Wong, too. And Grimbling. Little did they know that while their backs were turned, the mysterious Casey O'Sullivan and his henchman, Masha Wilkins, were busy plotting. And Grimbling, Grimbling. Suddenly, the two blaggards sawed through the piece of string, connecting the jetty to the mainland, and it floated away. Ten souls adrift on a floating desert mainland. <laughs> Captain Cleese knew exactly what to say. We're in trouble. You're right, Captain. Look at us. We've all turned dark red. Yes, we're marooned. <laughs> But well, we must get under control. <laughs> now, has anyone here driven a mainland before? I used to have a Land Rover. Well, how did it go? <laughs> That's a Jeep <cheap> joke. <laughs> now, you three go over and sit on the edge and row us along. And Grimbling, you too, take a paddle. Quick, look, steer to the left. Uh, so there is.
3: Silly old cow. It's somebody the
1: so on they drifted, lazing their days away. Lazy,
3: lazy,
1: On through the Tropic of Cancer. Lady Trattley's lover, Fanny Hill. But after six weeks, they still weren't getting anywhere. They're
3: not reading them properly, are they? <laughs> Captain, Captain, quick look, there's a bottle floating in the water. What does it say? It says, um, just a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As it says, bottled in Scotland. <laughs> Suddenly. Suddenly, Tim Brown Windsor noticed something in the sand.
3: I say, look, everybody, something in the sand. Well, start digging. Oh, yeah, bear, bear. Cool no, 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 no. No. No.
1: Boobie no. Boobie <laughs> no. In the sand.
3: Oh. Oh, yes, I've hit something. There's something buried here.
1: Well, dig it out.
3: Here we are. It's a small boat. Oh, a dugout canoe. Oh.
1: You're right. Oh. And look, there are two sinister eastern gentlemen in it.
3: What on earth were they doing down there? We belong there? to an underground movement.
1: Oh, it sucks. It's the notorious Arabian alcoholic. Must have a pint and his friend. <laughs> the city bookie, Ali. Ali what? Ali tend to And there's a woman with them. Ah, is this the woman you are pleased to call your wife? No. You mean you're not married? I'm not pleased.
3: <laughs> Come here. You can have her for a song.
1: Oh, very well. Oh, the moon is a what bag you've got there? He says it's his wife. <laughs> well, open it up and see. I'm frightened. Listen, there's something singing in there.
2: I don't know that voice anywhere.
1: Who is it, Lady Constance?
2: It's Flossie, my twin sister.
1: <laughs> we would like to mention at this point <laughs> that Mr. Brooke Taylor is playing not only Tim Brown Windsor, but both his aunts as well. Lady Constance to Flossie! And her sister Flossie. Constance! If you have any complaints, please write to Timbrook Taylor enclosing a stamped addressed vulture.
3: Now, dear boy. Yes, don't interrupt. Introduce me to your friends. Okay, Captain, please. This is my aunt's twin sister, Flossie.
1: How do you do? My word, aren't they a splendid pair? So glad you noticed. (laughs) Me, madam, you aren't by any chance Hurricane Flossy, the vaudeville vamp. Oh, uh, yes.
3: You I... I mean you were on the board? Frequently. <laughs> I used to impersonate all the famous women of my day Sarah Bernhardt, Marjorie Hatchfield, Ethel Spriggs. I used to get up on the stage and take them all off.
1: What an act that was, yeah.
3: Excuse me, Lady Constance, tea's ready. The hen's laid two nice eggs and I've laid the table. <laughs> and later you're all invited for an Indian meal and a booze-up. Ah, a curry with a binge on top. Buona, <laughs> What is it, Nosebone? Yes, it's
1: oh, nice to see grief. you. here we go again. <laughs> we would like to mention at this point that Mr. Hardy is playing both Nosebone the Great White Hunter and Grimbling, a boring old butler. Look, why don't I ever get any interesting parts? Anyway, I'm fed up with
3: it. Look! Over there. There's a gentleman coming across the sand. He says he's an out-of-work rabbi from Cairo, born of Lithuanian parents, brought up in Germany, learnt English from an Irishman, and educated in Bangkok. He says he's known to his friends at Nanook of the North, and he'll be played by David Hatch!
1: Right. What?
2: <laughs>
3: oh no,
1: I'm not playing him. Look, here he is, Bueno. You'll have to. Oh? Hello, Nanook. Welcome to our beach. Oh, a Zayn and Oh, awfully nice to see you, my little darlings. Hallelujah. And as we say at the London School of Economics, pfft, to the love of you. <laughs> I have, you see, a gun with live ammunition. I also have a sore throat. Make <laughs> when I lift you move, and my goodness gracious me, I shall shoot you. And that goes for you too, 4 line, baby doll. Oh, uh, what, what do you mean by this? I wish I knew. <laughs> I'm taking you all into slavery. I'm taking you to Baghdad. Oh, no. oh, dear.
2: Oh. Move along their covers. Oh. One, size oh. trois.
1: The oh. By golly, it does you good. Oh. Why are you taking us to Baghdad? I'm gonna sell you to the caliphs oh. who were incidentally born in Kent. Kent? Yes! They're the white caliphs of Dover. Oh. Oh. Are they to be sold into slavery? As they are led away by the sinister Nanook of the North, played by David Hatch. One thought must be uppermost in everyone's mind. What
3: a lousy accent.
1: Can they escape before they reach back Why
3: does Humphrey Barclay suddenly look so old?
1: Will you be listening next week?
3: Oh, are you listening now?
1: And now, here are details of the Bonzo-Angus Prune experiment. During the next six days, Angus Prune will be travelling to all parts of the British Isles, hoping to meet his many fans. He wants to see how much ground he can cover, and also how many people recognise him. If you think you've spotted him, you should hop up to him and say, in a Latvian accent, with a slight lisp, You are Angus Prune. I claim a free gift. If he's the real Prune, he will give you a vulture. A gift vulture. (laughs) Right then, it's Spot the Prune. If you think you've seen him, write and tell us exactly where you saw him, at what time, on what day, also what he was wearing, what he looked like, and exactly what he was doing. Send your cards, only postcards please, to Humphrey Barclay, I'm sorry I'll read that again, BBC London W1, to reach him not later than 10.15 please, because he goes to bed around then. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, the gift vulture is absolutely worthless, but it will pay havoc with a neighbour's cat. So, good pruning. <laughs> Once again, the Angus Prune tune rings to an end. I'm sorry I'll read it again, which was written this week by Graham Chapman, Graham Garn, Eric Idle, and Oddie, And you can blame him, too, for the songs. The voices you heard belonged to Tim Brooke Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bilotti. The music was played by Dave Lee, and the whole show was produced by Humphrey Barclay, the well known white elephant. <laughs> tune in to Prune at the same time again next week to hear the voice of Radio Chin tell you. It's I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Again. No. I am and I I'll read that. I My
2: name is <laughs> Angus I'm not a little I'm sorry, I'll read that. Get away. I have a my ball pen. I have a good love code name. to admit I'll to see my